and boom, it, there is, it is Friday, Friday. Yay. And gentlemen. So excited to get this show on the road. James, yeah. how about we drop some heat? Dropping the heat. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're catching us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review and help all those other like-minded business owners find value from our guests right over there as we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll really appreciate it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you. Go to www.businessbros.com dot biz slash podcast guest to schedule your time slot and don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias at business bros pod all right we are so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest onto the business bros pod our guest today is shoot hang on where'd i put my notes it's awkward oh that's awkward <laughs> Okay, okay. All jokes aside, our guest today encourages you to own your awkward. As podcasters, business owners, or regular old human beings, we all have awkward moments. Maybe it's when your customer asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, or maybe it's when you tell a joke amongst friends that used to be fine, but now it's offensive. Whatever the case may be, we all run into these situations, and our guest is here to tell us how embracing that awkwardness can endear us to those with whom we're trying to connect and create a genuine, lasting relationship. Coming to us today from the Pacific Northwest, Tacoma, Washington, and joining us is the host of the Own Your Awkward podcast and keynote speaker from Awkward Career. Welcome to the show, Andy Vargo! Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of... Business Bros. Bros. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy. Well, let's uh, let's talk about that orange shirt, man. How did you pick orange as your favorite color? You know, I I picked. I, so here's the deal. I just went through a rebranding this summer, and my special my marketing specialist was talking to me about what we were going to do with the brand. And everything that I have done before has been shades of gray and black and white. And she said, well, how do you feel about putting a little color in it? And we did orange, blue, red, all sorts of bright colors. And it, it grew on me. And so I'm loving the orange. It really helps me own my awkward a little bit more. Totally does, dude. How do you feel about wearing it, though? Like, it's one thing to have a brand that's a certain color. It's another thing to be out there, like, walking around flossing like a bright orange shirt. Right. Well, the nice thing is I have not been hit by a car in a parking lot. Yes. <laughs> and I will give you a pro tip. Don't wear it to Home Depot. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Excuse me, yeah. sir. Excuse me. Uh, can you tell me what aisle this is in? Right. Don't wear to orange to Home Depot. Depot. Don't wear red to Target. Don't wear blue to Walmart. There right. you go. Exactly. You got to know color for which stores. All right, right. Man, you did a rebranding. <laughs> What's going on uh, in, in your life these days that you have to do a rebranding? Well, so I just finished writing my newest book, which is all about life changes. And it's called Own Your Awkward Life Changes. I've got a little sneak peek for you right here. This is a proof copy, Boom. so it's, got a little, it's covering up the part of the title. But uh, 
I, my business was just ready to go to the next level. And I hadn't hired someone to professionally make a logo for me. I had some things on my website that I'm, the new website's going to be coming out in the next month or two here. We're working on that phase right now. But it, it was just, you know, as your business grows, you get to a point where you need to step up your game. And that's where I'm at right now. Well, tell me about the business. What is Own Your Own Awkward? So, so Own Your Awkward is all about helping people or businesses be at their best by actually embracing authentically whatever they need to accept about themselves. And I do that as a, as a business consultant, a life coach, and a motivational speaker, and an author. I, I bring elements of that into everything I do. And I work with people on a one-to-one -one level to help them kind of get past that thing that's keeping them from living their best life. And to give you an example, you, you know, we all go to networking events or parties and things. And there's always that thing that kind of holds you back when you're walking into a room full of people that you're a little self-conscious about. But chances are the people in that room or the people that know you, that's what they love about you. They're like, oh, I love that you have an accent and that sometimes I don't understand exactly what you're saying because that brings so much, <laughs> you know, it makes it more fun. Or, or I love that you're older than me and you have all this experience or that you're younger and have different, you know, perception or, or, you know, a new enthusiasm for life in a different way. No, that's funny, man. Everybody has that issue though. We all look in the mirror instead of seeing the greatness of the person that we are, we see every little imperfection there possibly is and we hide behind it, right? All of a sudden it's like, I, and here's, here's the funny thing. When James and I first started the podcast, uh, it was, uh, we started doing interviews and it was almost towards December and we went to a, it wasn't uh, even a little bit awkward. It wasn't <laughs> even a little bit. It's totally awkward. Uh, we went to this, this, uh, this, uh, real estate event, this Christmas party for real estate agents, right? Big event. And we thought, okay, we're going to walk in here. Nobody knows who we are, but we're going to walk in here. We're going to, we're going to get some people to get on the podcast. Right. And we're walking around and I have a pretty, uh, you know, I, I I'm a talker. I, I I'm pretty good at, at holding a conversation. But then at that point, my issue wasn't having a conversation. My issue was initiating the conversation. So James right. ended up being my wingman. He, he was really good at getting it started. He wasn't very good at holding the conversation, but he was good at getting it started. And I, I would take over and kind of and, and, you know, keep going from there. The funny thing is when we walked out, James and I have been brothers since birth, right? So like 35 years at the time. And he, he tells me, dude, I didn't know you couldn't like start conversations with people. I'm like, I can start conversations with people I know random strangers like that wasn't really my thing that was awkward for me you know like sure. so so when you have somebody like yourself how do you get somebody to take that extra leap that to, to find that uh, that wall that's blocking themselves and who what, you know what's preventing them from taking over well i'm a big fan of of getting just a little bit out of your comfort zone we, you know you don't want to get so far out of your comfort zone that you're overwhelmed mm. but you know it's it's that idea of if you can walk a mile, walk a mile and take one or two more steps. If you can go, you know, however far you can go, just take one little step past that and try to really be aware of what it is that's holding you back. For, for myself, I, you know, I was in a corporate career for a long time and I was addicted to self-help books. I was reading, mm -hmm. you know, leadership book, business books, all these things about how to get ahead in business, how to, how to do my job better. And, you know, I'd put the book down, I'd feel great and I'd, I'd throw a couple tips in there. But I, I realized it, finally that it wasn't anything I had to change about myself because I was trying to figure out how to be the best leader in this way and how to be the best salesman in a, in a different way. And I was always chasing being something different instead of just walking to the room and being myself and owning it and having people have a chance to connect with you because they're your tribe. 
That's you know, it's funny that you say that, man, because you know, you're a coach, you're a mentor, you help people do that. Uh, and 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 there are people that that come aboard our, our team and they look up to James as a mentor to the coach. Uh, there are people, you know, I, I was shadowed this week, so you know, I have that feeling of of being looked up as a mentor or coach. When when I first wanted to get into certain spaces, I would start reading books, Tony Robbins and uh, you know, Grant Cardone's and Robert Kiyosaki's, and you know, start learning about these guys. And and the problem with that is when we read about what they do and the processes that they go through, we, instead of trying to be ourselves and taking bits and pieces, we try to be them. We try to do what they do. Uh, and it never really works out. I think a lot of people fail because they try to do what they see somebody else do. And they try to become that other person rather than taking the bits and pieces and realizing that you're going to do things your way. Yeah. You want to move towards that goal. Yeah. You want thing like me said me. That's right. Ain't no thing like me said me. But we don't, we don't, oftentimes we don't realize that until we've hit the ground running, tripped and fell like four or five times. And then we realize like, whatever that guy did, that worked for him. For right. me, it's got to be a little bit different. Uh, what, what do you think about that as people come into your life, uh, uh, you know, as, as you're a, a mentor and a coach? Well, I think for me, what I found is you have to sort out which bits and pieces you're taking. Because that can be really confusing, right? When you say, well, don't don't become that person, just take part of it. And then as 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 humans, we don't know which parts are, are worth taking and when to trust our gut and when not to. And one trick that I figured that I've learned is to to take the lessons about tasks and processes. Take those things and learn. Can I be more efficient if I implement this process? Can I be a better uh, employee worker or better at what I'm doing if I develop a habit that, that someone else has, but don't let it change your values and your priorities. Mm -hmm. Just because someone says that you should value a certain income level or a certain amount of, uh, you know, material things that doesn't, that might not feel right with you. You don't have to have a certain lifestyle that someone else has. And that's where maybe your values are lined up that you want to work and be able to have a weekend with your, with your family. And that that's, that's all you really want. You don't need this, you know, high income level, but don't let it change your values or what's important to you. And don't let it change how you treat and interact with people. You know, I, I, I deal with a lot of realtors. I'm a realtor myself. I've seen a lot of beautiful homes. Uh, you know, right now I have a client and we went home shopping and we were looking at, you know, 1.5, $1.6 million homes here in San Diego. And we're walking through and I'm like, man, it would be awesome to have this, uh, movie theater room, man. It would be cool to have this, you know, back. And, and I, and I come home to my place and I'm like, but I, I'm actually comfortable. With my, I don't know if I want that much space. I don't really know if I like, that those types of things. I think the idea of having some things is different than the reality of where you're at. Uh, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you feel like you have that judgment level as well. Like there's people who may look at you and say, you know, where they're trying to keep up with you or you're trying to keep up with somebody else or you're trying to do right. things to please other people around you. You're never really introspective uh, of what it is that you want as an individual. But for me, I've always found it difficult to kind of ask those questions of myself because when I'm honest with myself, I might, I know personally, I feel sometimes like maybe I'm setting the bar too low on myself. Like I don't, maybe I don't want to work out this weekend. Maybe I don't want to do, you know, go and take that extra work or that extra job or do that extra piece of, you know, content or whatever. And then like, I, I, I judge myself based on the merits of what other people might think. 
And that's kind of difficult to deal with, right? I mean, I mean, we're judging yourself, uh, you know, telling yourself something, but you know, in the in your mind, you're kind of contradicting what's going on. I mean, it's it's kind of a weird, it's kind of awkward, right? <laughs> I right. guess. Yeah. Well, and then that's that's true. I, I think what you hit on something really important right there is quite often we are way more satisfied in our own lives than we give ourselves credit for until we start to compare ourselves to other people. And then all of a sudden we say, oh, they have this or they, they bought something, you know, at an age, you know, 10 years younger than I did or I'm going to be able to. And then we start feeling unfulfilled, yet we forget all the other milestones that we've hit that that person might not have hit yet. Mm -hmm. I used to beat myself up because I had kids young. And so it took me longer to buy a house than some of the other people that I knew. But I didn't even give, the, give myself credit for being a father to three kids by the time I was 26 years old and raising kids with solid values, yet that that held back other things. But I was happy with that life until I looked at what other people had. And I was like, oh, I should be here. I should be there. And like you said, you come home and you're, you're very comfortable and fulfilled. And why isn't that enough? You know, let me let me tell you a story. I, I talk to, you know, 17 year old kids all the time. Right. And and when I when I teach the class, that final financial algebra class, it's some great stuff. You know, when I talk to adults, they're like, man, I wish I had that class in high school. And then I, I try to remind them what it was like to be 17. You don't you don't care about that stuff. So, you know, I'm talking to, to my students and I'm trying to make them understand and I'm trying to relate to them. I'm like, look, I get it. You're 15, 16, 17 years old and you know everything. Your parents don't know a thing. They don't know what's going on. But, you know, it, what's going to happen is you're going to graduate. Life's going to slap you in the face a little bit, kick you when you're down. And then you're going to realize that, you know, all, all of a sudden your parents did have some sort of wisdom. And then what happens is all of a sudden you become the parent. All of a sudden you want to help your child not fall into the same pits and troubles and trials and tribulations that you went through. Uh, and you try to embark all this wisdom on them. And then you realize really quick that, wait, they're 15 years old and they know everything too. Like it's a vicious cycle that we that we find ourselves in and and understanding that that it's it's circular in that manner. I try to think forward a little bit and I'm like, you know, when you talked about being 26 with three kids, I mean, that's that's amazing. Think forward a little more, you know, in 17 years, you're going to be what, 43 years old and your kids are going to be done. You're going to be an empty nester all of a sudden. And yeah. you have all this life experience. You have all this time, everything that you've built and many years to enjoy it still healthy wise. You know, it, so, you know, having that perspective is, is huge. What, what are what are you doing to help uh when, when people are trying to own their awkward to gain that kind of perspective, like, you know, be a little forward thinking. Yeah. One, one thing, one exercise that I like to walk my clients through is I, I call it the, what did you do exercise? And when you, you know, you think about when you're in an interview and you have to explain that you had a gap in a, your time of employment or you didn't go to college. And instead of explaining away why you didn't do this or why you didn't do that, or why you weren't working for that time, make a list of everything that you did during that time frame, when you weren't doing that thing that you feel uh, is missing. Mm -hmm. And so for myself, I didn't go to college, but while I was doing that, I was having children, I was starting a family, I was building up security financially, I was working my way up into management in the company I was working for. I was gaining a lot of different life experience. So those are the things I was doing during that four years that I might have gone to college. And it really is empowering when you can actually list out all the experiences you've had in life. And then you can say, well, sure, that one experience I didn't have, but that doesn't mean I didn't have any experiences. It doesn't mean I don't have value. Mm -hmm. 
That's so true. Well, let's talk about that uh, awkward conversation about going to college. You got kids now, uh, and and it's a little bit different perspective. But you also have your own business. Uh, the world is in a state of pandemic, COVID going on. Uh, you understand a little more nowadays about uh, personal finance, and and we we can kind of clearly see now how expensive a, a secondary education is compared to the earning potential with or without it. What's your awkward position on uh, going to college today versus you know when we were when we were going to school? Yeah, I I think that for the right career, college is very important. But I don't think you should go to school just to go to school if you don't know what you're going to do with it. I don't think that it's a decision that you should make spending that much money for exploratory reasons. Mm. I think that you know that junior colleges are great to start the process while you figure it out. Or they're, you know, job shadow somebody and learn if you really want to go into a field, get a mentor before you kind of commit to that expense, because there's a huge value to having that degree and going to school if you're going to use it. If not, you could be setting yourself up financially. You know, you could be working in, you know, I worked in grocery when I started my career and I worked with a lot of people who were paying off college debt while they were checking out people doing groceries. And so you really got to decide, are you going to use that? And granted, we don't know in our lives where our path is going to go. So don't beat yourself up if you go down a path and it doesn't work out. But I think that there are a lot of programs now where you can work with somebody and really find out if you like it and do that exploratory work ahead of time so that when you do go to school, you're getting the most out of that time and that money. And even if you delay a little bit, um, you know, I have three kids, each of them, my youngest is 18. Um, you know, her plan will be to go to college because that's the career she's focused on. My, my middle son, that was with him, but my oldest son, it wasn't. He, he became a law enforcement officer. So he followed a different path to get there. And it's just, it's a very personal thing for each person on what you want to do and what direction you want to go. The we've, we've got COVID going on. We've got elections going on. We've got a lot of division in, in the country. Uh, all of it can be quite, uh, and I keep playing on the word awkward, right? But all of it can be quite awkward when you take a stance on something, uh, regardless of whether you agree, disagree, whatever, you're on one side of the line or another. Uh, how has all of that, all of the last, you know, what, what are we in, like the last seven months, last half year or so, how's that affected your business? You know, it's it's put parts of it on hold because I, I can't do a lot of speaking events. But the really great thing is it's forced me to look at any other way that I can manage my business or interact with people. So I've developed for myself. I actually have loved the time because I was able to develop things that I had been wanting to work on for a while. Having a lot of events canceled gave me time to sit and focus hardcore on developing uh, digital material online, uh, getting my guided journal set up where you could order them as a subscription and have content that people could just order without having to get a physical copy of a book. Because when COVID started, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to get books printed. So everything had to be digital. And I developed uh, a corporate retreat that is a, it's a digital retreat. So you do it over a weekend and we do it through video conferencing and with breakout sessions. And so I was able to put a lot of new products and strategies into my business that I wouldn't hadn't even really thought of needing. And now I can take those to companies that might want to reach out to their employees all across the world or across different geographies without the expense of flying them to the same place, even when that's allowed. So I think if 
if you approach the challenges that we have in life as an opportunity to pivot and change, when you get through that challenge, your shopping cart and your basket of things you offer is a lot bigger now and you can be even more successful and you have to be able to see that as an opportunity. Well, let's, uh, so my 5am club, the justice league, right? We're up at 5am meet for like 15 minutes, right? We often talk about our, our, uh, lockdown legacy. Like what is going to be the lockdown legacy? And there are a lot of people who have started in this podcast space. You and I, I mean, we've been doing it for, for quite some time now. Uh, we were, we were at it, uh, since 2018, right before the pandemic. And once the pandemic hit, like all of a sudden there were a lot of people who jumped on this, uh, on this podcast bandwagon. What have you seen in your part of the world as far as, and I know you work with a lot of different people in the space, uh, are they sticking around and continuing this, this lockdown legacy or are they continuing to follow the footsteps as before where they would do, you know, four or five, 10, 14 episodes and drop? Yeah, I've seen a lot who have dropped, but I've had some of those surprise people that have actually stuck with it. And I feel that the people that I've seen who've stuck with it beyond that first few episodes have been the people who have actually made bigger life changes to stay in line because they're, they're people who aren't necessarily starting a garden because we're locked down for COVID. So they plant this big garden. And as soon as you go back to work, they walk away from it and it gets overgrown. There are people who said, you know what? This is a lifestyle I'm starting to enjoy, and this is more in line with what I want to do, and I'm going to stick with this change and make other changes in my life so I can keep this. And those are the people that I've seen that have continued to do their podcasting and continue to do whatever new programs they've started. And podcasting is awkward, right? I mean, the very first time you hop behind the mic, dude, I'm telling you, it's the weirdest right. feeling in the world. Uh, you're talking to a little light on your camera. Like it's not even a person in front of you. Yeah, I can see you. That's that, and that's great. But in, in, all, in all reality, I'm talking to a screen and it's, it's not the easiest thing to do when you first get started. Uh, how have you been using or how have your clients been using podcasting to grow their businesses? Well, for, for my clients, it depends because some of them some of them haven't tapped into it as much as they could, but a lot of times it's whether or not they are going to have a podcast themselves. I have some clients who do that, but I have other clients who have made a point to bring their discussion to the podcast community. So even if they're not ready to be a host of a podcast, getting their story out and getting what they do out in front of the world, it puts them in front of a different audience. It gives them more time listening to you know, you know, it gives them more time with their in, people who are following them. Because I think this was in your book that I read and you brought this point up where, you know, if someone looks at a Facebook post, it's a couple seconds. If they read a blog, it's, you know, maybe four or five minutes if they're reading it. But a podcast, they're hanging out with you for a half an hour and it's a lot more intimate because you're having a conversation. Yeah, even if it's one-sided. You know, one of the coolest things is when you meet somebody who knows your backstory and you know nothing about them. That is yeah. some that is some crazy stuff right there when that happens. But it's because you're you're connecting with people. You're and this is what this is this comes back to what you were talking about being your authentic self. Uh, when we first started podcasting, we were emulating the people that were in the podcast space trying to do what other people were doing. It's not until we decided like screw that, dude. We're just going to do right. us. Like, we're going to be who we are. We have our own energy. James has that infectious laugh. Uh, you know, it's contagious. We throw in our movie clips. Like, this is who we are. Like, people are either going to like it or they're not. Uh, and, right. and at the but, but on the plus side, we get to meet all kinds of new 
people that that are that are awesome and amazing and have interesting stories and great uh you know tri trials and tribulations speaking of which uh what are some of the biggest struggles that you've come across in your business or 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 as of lately right now in life i guess in general and how are you over overcoming them yeah i think you know one of the biggest struggles i started with initially with my business was identifying my brand and actually understanding what i bring to the table because I started out, you know, early on knowing that I wanted to be an author and a speaker. But three years ago, I decided I was going to make this my life. Now I was going to get out of the corporate field and I was going to do this full time. And when I made that choice, I jumped right into it without really understanding what message I was going to bring to the world, who my people were going to be that I was going to reach out to and help. And it really took me a couple of years to develop and hone my message and really uh, you know, bring the idea of owning your awkward to the center stage and really hit that, hit home hard with that. And until you know what your what your focus is, what you're passionate about, and what you're bringing to the table, you really can't sell your brand and you can't sell your services or your products. And so, as a business or an individual, whatever it is that you're bringing to the world, you have to understand it and know it and love it in order to be able to have it grow. 2020 was either the year that went to shit for more, most people or it's been the most amazing year. I know personally it's been a great year for for me, for our business. We've restructured a lot of things. Uh, what do you think 2021 is going to hold for you in the upcoming future? We're in Q4. So, you know, thinking about what's going to happen in Q1 next year at the beginning of the year, I mean, share with me what you feel your, you know, your life, your, your business, or maybe the economy, whatever's going on. What's your, what's your impression of 2021? Well, I'm, I'm excited for 2021 and I'll tell you why, because no matter how you were impacted by COVID and by lockdown, we're poised to have the best year ever. Uh, for myself, I utilized the time really well. I got some strategic projects done. I rebranded. By the end of the, this year, my website will be completely redone, and my new book will be launched, which is coming out soon. So I will have all of these things in place, and those will just be rolling through 2021. I'll be completely focused on promotions and selling and continuing to coach. So I'm really excited about that. If this had been a if this year had been harder on me, and I was you know, in a place of depression and not knowing what to do, which a lot of people have lost jobs and have had some hard times getting through that. The great thing about that is, is that when you're in the ditch and when you're in those dark places, that's how you build a foundation for something great. You have to dig down far. So the further down you went this year, the deeper foundation you're building to just go through the roof in 2021. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's what it's about, right? I mean, you, you it's the fundamentals, right? In, in any sport, it doesn't matter. Basketball, baseball, football. When you talk to a coach, when you talk to a player, they always tell you it's about the fundamentals. It's about that stuff, those those hours of practice that you put in that nobody sees you, right? It's the, you know, the couple hours beforehand that, you know, all the practice that you do in private, that's what people praise you for in public. It's the, that's why you become successful. You're not, you become an overnight success after doing it for 10 years. That's the way it kind of pans out. Man, Andy. All right, tell me, tell me a little bit about how people can get a copy of your book and how they can get a hold of you if they want to work with you. Make sure you uh, let me know for the listening audience uh, how to how to get a hold of you. For sure. So my website's awkwardcareer.com, and it's really easy on there. It links right to the bookstore with all of my books and my and a link for the latest one coming out, so you can start pre-ordering it. And that's Own Your Awkward Life Changes, which is the complete handbook for mastering change. 
And you can also uh, just schedule a quick call to catch up right there. It links directly to my schedule. So it finds a time that I'm free and, and you have my undivided attention to chat for a bit. Right. As a, as a, as an author, as a mentor, as a podcaster, what are some of the ones that you listen to on your time to help keep you in that, in that positive mindset in that, uh, you know, moving forward type of type of mentality? I, I listen to so many things and I, I tell you, um, I have a lot of friends who do great podcasts. Uh, Heather Younger does one called leadership with a heart and it's all about how to lead and promote from, from a place of caring. Uh, Sarah Elkins has one called your stories don't define you how you tell them well and that's a really great way to kind of understand how you are presenting yourself to the world um, as well as just you know you know you, a lot of the business ones like Gary Vee or um, Joe Rogan you know a lot of those guys spend some time listening to as well so no, yeah, they're 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 amazing. Right now, I'm uh, I have my head in my well, my ears in the book because I listen to audiobooks, Right, James mm -hmm. and I are going through Russell Brunson stuff like crazy. We're going through dot uh, com secrets, expert secrets, and then going to be traffic secrets, and we're we're like. And the way we're reading the book is a little bit different. It's not just read, intake, and cool. We're like reading. Stop. Let's. Like, what did we just learn? Let's put this stuff together. Let's let's put this plan together. Let's lay it out. Okay. Now we got that part done. All right. On to the next part. And now we start reading. So it's almost like you know you know when you were in high school and they made you do a book report. Like you know you're supposed to read the book and annotate and then describe what you learned and how can you apply that. You know you can do a book report. We're doing the same exact thing in real life. And I think that's the best way for you to be able to take the content that you consume and make it worth something in reality because knowledge is only potential power. It's not until you take action that it turns into something viable, right? So ladies and gents, check out Andy's stuff, www.awkwardcareer.com. Uh, you know, follow him on social media at Awkward Career and pick up his book. When, when does the book come out? Uh, it'll be out at the end of November. And in November, right there, perfect Christmas present. Hand it to your kid and get them in a position to, to start moving forward. Andy, man, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking the time on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. I love the energy. I love it. Oh man, dude, it, it's we're we're pumped, man, and and again, thanks thanks for sh uh, showing up. And I, this is the second time around. And uh, real quick before we head out, uh, you came on the first time. Now you've come on a second time. What have you noticed that we've done different or how can we improve the show? You know, I am loving the, I just, I love the stream yard with the graphics and just being able to talk about wherever we want to go. I, I just mm. think it's amazing. And you've got a great way to get us in front of the, the audience and you know, the scroll text is fun. It's, it's a good show. I love it. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, Cause a lot of people who, uh, who are thinking about getting on the show, uh, they don't know all the extra perks, like all the stuff that you get beforehand to help promote your episode. What did you think of the content we sent you ahead of time? I love it. And that was really nice. That was a nice touch. I haven't had from other podcasts I've been on where you get the, the custom graphic. You've got like it makes, you know, it's interesting because I've been in business for a while and I've been creating my own stuff. But when you see someone else put your picture on a promo card, it, it really makes you feel like, you know, you're 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 really doing it now, if that makes sense. You're like, oh, look, I'm out there. Totally, totally. And, you know, thanks, by the way. I mean, it, it's one of those things where we just try to give our our guests as much exposure as we possibly can and giving them pieces of content that they can utilize on their own social media feeds. Uh, it's about giving it value, give, 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 you know, you know what, what does Gary Vee say? Jab, 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 and then eventually you write hook. 
So that's how it works. Ladies and gents, if you guys are interested in being a guest on the show, look, the, the link scrolling at the bottom, businessbros.biz slash podcast guest, you can go ahead and book there, but it is eight weeks in advance if you want to be on the show. So if you guys want to get on a little earlier, I suggest you go to businessbros.biz slash last minute. Hop on that list because you if, if somebody cancels because they can't make it, something happens, they get sick or whatever, we're going to send out an email and it's a first come, first serve basis. Like like I, I tell you guys all the time, we get an email right after we send that. And they're like, I checked. It was like three minutes later and the thing's gone. First come, first serve. So hop on that email list and that way you guys can get a chance to be on the show. Make sure you guys subscribe, rate, review, and follow us uh, on all our social media platforms at Business Bros Pod. Andy, again, man, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Appreciate you taking the time and uh, good luck on the book sales, man. We're looking forward to, to, to hearing from you again here in the future. Maybe I'll go on your show again. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Enjoy the rest of your Friday afternoon. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.